Foodie lovers, it's time. Hello, food lovers, it's Dave. Are you ready for some foodie fun? Yes, today and every weekday, cooking something good and your host, Dave Duso, brings you foodie fun adventures and fantastic food talk. Get ready for great recipes, food experts, daily prizes, lots of laughs, and of course, great deals on restaurant certificates and other food-related items at cookingsomethinggood.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, oh no, it's Dave Dussault. And here we are live from the Conway Scenic Railroad Broadcast Studio. The CSG Broadcast Network brings you cooking something good. It's that time again, the best, the fastest, the most interesting half hour in all food-related matters here in New England. Yes, I'm your host, Dave Dusso, and it's time for another great show all week. The theme is Diners and donuts and today is no exception we've got two great guests we can't wait to get to them and talk about their establishments and all the great things they're doing we've got jim mcneil who is the owner of the main diner in wells maine and we're going to stick around maine today because we're also going to talk to tamra monroe who is the owner of a cute little donut shop that I love right on Route 1 in Kittery. That's called Love Bird Donuts. It's all here today, as well as the Sharila deal of the day, Dear Dave. And of course, we're going to have the recipe of the week and foodies did you know all today on Cooking Something Good. Let's get going. And welcome back. It's time for today's Sharila Deal of the Day. Every day, Sharila Deal of the Day is brought to you by CookingSomethingGood.com. CookingSomethingGood.com, a great place to go for discounts on all things food-related. CookingSomethingGood.com. Today's Sharila Deal of the Day, we have 10 $10 gift certificates to UU's Japanese Bistro in Nashua for $5. They're 50% off. Go to cookingsomethinggood.com and you can get a $10 gift certificate to UU's Japanese Bistro in Nashua. One per customer and the offer is good as long as they last. Cookingsomethinggood.com. Guess what time it is? Guess what time it is? Well, why do you have to guess? Just look at your phone. There's no need to guess. We know what time it is. It's that time. That time of day at the Cooking Something Good show where we bring you the Dear Dave question of the day. And remember, if you have a Dear Dave question and you want to send it to us, please do. We love your questions. And if we read yours on the air, you will win a $20 gift certificate to a great local restaurant. Today's winner is going to get a $20 gift certificate to the New Hampshire Donut Shop. 
And remember, if you want to be the winner of that $20 gift certificate in the coming days, all you need to do is send your Dear Dave question of the day. Just put it in an email. Send it to me, Dave at CookingSomethingGood.com. And if we read it on the air again, you will be a winner. Just like Olivia R. from Nashua. So it comes today from Olivia R. in Nashua, New Hampshire. Olivia writes, Dear Dave, my husband is from Chile and his parents are coming to visit us soon. I enjoy cooking, but I've never been a big risk taker and I tend to stick with what I know. I don't feel comfortable trying to make a big traditional Chilean meal, but do you have a recipe for a nice light appetizer that they might enjoy? Thanks, Olivia from Nashua, New Hampshire. Olivia R. Hey, Olivia, thank you for sending in your question. Because we read it on the air, you are going to win a $20 gift certificate to the New Hampshire Donut Company in Chichester, also a location in Concord. Uh, I do actually, a long time ago, I went to a, a picnic, a barbecue at some friend's house. This had to be 30 years ago. And I remember they made a, uh, a Chilean salad. And since I've found out it was called Ensalada Chilena, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Anyway, I asked my friend, it was his sister, so uh, he called her and she sent me the recipe. It's really easy. It is a traditional Chilean salad. And it's simple to make, so I think they'll enjoy it. And it's a nice touch. It's, it's, it says, hey, I'm glad you're here. I appreciate uh, that uh, your son is with me, and, and I appreciate uh, all the things that we get to do together. So this is kind of nice. What you need, two large ripe tomatoes, two large onions. Yellow onion is perfect here. You need the juice of two limes. You need four and a half tablespoons of coarsely chopped cilantro leaves, a couple tablespoons of olive oil, salt, and pepper to taste. What you do is you take the onion and you peel it and you slice it in half and you place each half with a cut side down and then carefully slice the onion crosswise into very thin half moon slices. Remember your technique, one finger in the front, two and back. Now you take those onion slices, you put them in a bowl of salted water and you let them soak for about 30 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes. You drain them in a colander and rinse them just for a moment, not for long, with fresh water and then take some paper towels, pat those dry. Next thing you do is chop the tomatoes and place them into a bowl. You add the juice of one of the limes and the olive oil. Then you add the onions and you toss everything together very well. And then you taste it before you season it. You want to add more lime juice if desired and then season it a little more, taste it. And then you arrange it on a plate. Get creative, make it look nice. You take your chopped cilantro, you put it on top. It'll store for up to 12 hours so you can make that in advance. That is the answer to the Dear Dave question of the day. A simple ensalada chilina. It is uh, something I think they'll enjoy. We'll be right back after this. Take a step back in time. Visit New Hampshire's Conway Scenic Railroad at the center of North Conway Village. 
we offer a choice of heritage and scenic train rides the whole family will enjoy. Take a journey over Crawford Notch on our Mountaineer. Or take a spin on one of our valley runs where we recreate classic train travel when rustic passenger trains ran from town to town. Our pub train offers a selection of beverages and culinary delights. Call 603-356-5251 or visit us online at conwayscenic.com. Parents, if you're looking for a really good, fun time with your kids, something wholesome, something interesting for not just your kids, but for you too, it's the Conway Scenic Railroad. They've got great trips. Uh, you can go anywhere from four and a half to five hours to 45 minutes, but you got to get there and get on that website now because these tickets sell out fast and they've got great food on these trains. I have been there. I had a chance to get into their kitchen cars. It's amazing what they're able to produce. Great food, great fun, just a great day in North Conway. So go to the North Conway Scenic Railroad's webpage. Just go to cookingsomethinggood.com. You can click right through from there on the little train. It'll take you to their website. The North Conway Scenic Railroad. Recommended by us here at Cooking Something Good. And we're back all week. We've been talking about diners and donuts. It's our theme of the week. And my friends who live in Kittery, Maine, heard Cooking Something Good was doing a diner's week and told me the main diner in Wells is a must-try. So here we are on the phone with us, Jim McNeil, owner of the main diner. Jim, welcome to Cooking Something Good. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Dave. Hey, happy to be here. Okay, let's get right to it. Great food, great service, great prices, and nothing fancy. That is how my state of Maine friends described the main diner. In your opinion... Is that a fair analysis? Is that what you're looking for? Yes. I, I mean, really, going way back to 1983 when the last owners had the diner, everything was based on fair prices. You keep it fair-priced, clean environment, and friendly service. And you can't miss if you have those three things. You know, I, I would want any restaurant to be like that. Well, it seems to be working because you serve. How many people have you served so far? I heard a number. I couldn't believe it. At one point, it was 7 or 8 million people. Yeah, we're up over 7 million. We were supposed to have our 8 millionth customer and then COVID hit, so we could not do our celebration because everything got screwed up with COVID. But it's coming soon. Uh, yeah, probably another two, another two years we'll hit. We'll, we'll reach another uh, million milestone. Now, how many seats do you have? 90. Is it true on some days you serve over 1,000 customers out of 90 seats? Uh, it's actually, we average uh, July and August around thirteen to 1,400 people a day. That is a lot of food going out of that place. Yeah. How do you, inventory must be a challenge. I, I got a guy. He, he's very <laughs> I got good a at guy. his job. And, yeah, I got a guy. And, you know, we get deliveries basically twice a week, and we fly through food, and we replenish as quickly as we can. I was going to say, that's uh, if you're in that area or you're vacationing up uh, near Wells, Maine, that's a guarantee that everything is going to be fresh because nothing stays in that restaurant's refrigerators long enough not to be fresh. No, when people tell me uh, this is spoiled, I'm like, no, no, that's not even possible. Yeah. Just, uh, in fact, uh, in fact, talking about freshness, we have a garden in the back uh, in the back of the building that we provide our own produce, zucchini, summer squash, tomatoes, stuff like that. So I always like to say we, we're able to measure our freshness in minutes rather than days. 
Wow. A, a great reason to go to the main diner. Oftentimes, people who buy a well-established business like you, especially long-time employees like you, they have a, a tendency to, to make those quote-unquote changes that they've always thought the previous owner should have made. You haven't seemed to have changed anything, and your loyal, they seem to be rabid customers. They seem to be pleased with that choice. Have you made any changes? Do you plan on making any changes? What's your thought process on new and improved? Well, when I made the purchase, I, I've, been, I've been here 29 years, so I already knew the business model. I had been running the business for the previous owners, and if I was going to make a change, A, I didn't really want it to be that noticeable, and B, if I was going to make a change, it was only if it was going to make a product better. You know, if people are complaining about a particular item or there are ways to tweak it to, make, to improve it, then I would do that. Um, but there's only been a couple instances where I've actually gone and done that. Um, you know, our, our model works, so why change it? At the old adage, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. Now, I recently added certain things. I actually added Bloody Marys um, because I can't tell you how many people have asked for Bloody Marys. So that was something that I added in. I changed our biscuits and gravy, the sausage gravy. I changed that recipe because it couldn't hold up to the heat all day on the stove. So I just tweaked the recipe to make it heartier for holding up. But the flavor profile really didn't change much at all. Well, it seems like a continuation of a business model that has been extremely successful. Uh, when yeah, well, when you're doing when you're doing 1,400 people a day, something has to work, and it has to go. It has to work properly. Yeah, especially when people come back time and time again. Absolutely. When people from around the world come to Maine, it's all about the lobster. Looking at the Maine Diner menu online, it looks like you can eat lobster prepared, not just boiled, because I like boiled lobster, but there's a lot of different ways you can prepare lobster, and you do it in a multitude of ways. You can eat lobster all day long, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Walk us through your lobster menu items, and maybe give us some tips and ideas for our listeners who want to prepare lobster, not just boiled, but a little differently. Well, actually, we don't do boiled lobster because we don't want to be like everybody else. And it's also a lot messier. The way we prepare it is very clean to eat, very easy to eat. Uh, so starting with breakfast, I do a lobster omelet. I do lobster benedict. We have lobster rolls. I can do those hot with drawn butter or cold with mayonnaise. We do a lobster club. Our signature dish is the lobster pie, which is very easy to recreate and very simple to prepare. So, you know, that that's kind of the no-brainer. People just love that. I saw a ton of them. And we put lobster in our seafood chowder. If there's a way to put lobster in something, we will figure it out. I don't do fried lobster yet, and I've thought about it. Wow, a lot of great options there. Hey, can you tell us your address, your web address, and your phone number for people who are going to be in the area? Absolutely. www.maindiner.com. I don't make the mistake of not putting the E on Maine. <laughs> and we are located at 2265 Post Road. That's Route 1 in Wells, Maine, zip code 04090. And you can call us at 207-646-4441. 
Beautiful. I will be there within the next 10 days. I'm going to stop in. And one of the beauties of being the host of this show is you get to look through these menus. I already know that I'm getting the lobster omelet and a Bloody Mary. So I'm looking forward to that. Before we let you go, we're going to give away a $20 gift certificate to the main diner. All you have to do is be the first person to answer this question at 732-336-1040, 732-336-1040. Just leave your name and the answer. Be the first person to do that and you will win a $20 gift certificate to the main diner. Today's quiz, lobsters are sometimes referred to as bugs because they are closely related to grasshoppers and this type of spiders. Jim, did you know the answer? Did you know the answer? I absolutely did not. Somebody's going to be happy because somebody's going to win. Give us a call. Jim McNeil, thanks so much for being with us. I'm looking forward to getting up there. Hey, thanks again for having me on. No problem. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this message. Hey, gastromaniacs. I know there's nothing more frustrating than when you're in the kitchen and you're working away like a maniac and you spill something. Don't worry, nothing cleans up all of your spills faster or better than Spill Solved. Simply completely cover any spill with Spill Solve until there's no visible sign of liquid. And with a few sweeps of a broom, all you're left with is a clean, dry surface. It's immediately safe for foot or vehicle traffic. And this includes greasy restaurant floors, too. No more chemicals mopping the floor down at the end of the night. If you own a restaurant, Spill Solved is also great. And the best part, Spill Solved can be used over and over again. That's right. It's recyclable. Use it over and over. It's an easy-to-use container. You simply pour it right back in. This is a great product. Spill Solved, you can find it at cookingsomethinggood.com. That's Spill Solved at cookingsomethinggood.com. It's that time of day. Every day we talk about the recipe of the week. Listen up, gastromaniacs. If you want to win the recipe of the week contest, all you need to do is send your favorite, your best recipe, and a headshot to Dave at cookingsomethinggood.com. And if we choose your recipe, you will win a $100 gift certificate. You get your picture on the webpage all week long. And your recipe will be up there all week long. This week's winner is Angelina C. from Goffstown. Angelina chose not to have her picture on the website, and that's fine, too. Her recipe is bolognese, a sausage bolognese. I made it. It was simple. It was spectacular. It's very easy to make. It's very good if you're in a hurry and you want something delicious. Uh, This is what you make. You can choose your pasta. I use rigatoni. She used linguine. You can use anything you want. Get your pasta water boiling. In a pan, you're going to take... Here's your ingredients, first of all. You're going to have a a medium-sized onion, two medium-sized carrots, a clove of crushed garlic, not chopped, crushed garlic, tomato paste, red wine, and then half cherry tomatoes. You can also use a medium-sized can of diced tomatoes, or you can just use a can of tomatoes. I liked the cut-up cherry tomatoes, and that's the way Angelina sent it in. And here's how you make it. You grate your onion, you grate your carrots, you put those into a pan with extra virgin 
olive oil, and you cook that off. You're not browning this. You're just cooking it off. Uh, throw your whole garlic clove in there. You're not peeling that garlic clove. You just have it in the hot oil. You take your tomato paste, and it's a tablespoon, maybe a tablespoon and a half. I used a tablespoon and a half because I like that taste. Cook it off. You want to get that bitter taste out of it. So cook it off for about 30 seconds. Mix it in. Roll it in with everything else. At this point, you're going to add your sausage. So you want to take your sausage links, your hot Italian sausage links, cut the casings off and crumble the meat into a well that you've created in the middle of all your other vegetables that you ha- and herbs that you have in your pan. Cook that until it is nice and brown. Really get a good color on that. Nice and brown. Add uh, your red wine. Uh, any dry red wine is fine. I happen to like using a um, Merlot in this, but you can use anything that you want. Cook it down till it's almost a paste. Don't be afraid to cook that off and to reduce that down. At this point, you're going to add your diced tomatoes or your cherry tomatoes. Mix that up. Let it cook for about a minute or two. Let it reduce just a little bit. Season with salt and pepper, and there you have it. It is simple. It is fast. It is spectacular. It is easy to make bolognese from Angelina C. in Goffstown. This week's winner of the recipe of the week here at Cooking Something Good. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more fun. Stick around. We'll be right back. We're back all week. It's donuts and diners. We talked about a diner already. We're talking about donuts now. And, you know, I'm going to say this all week long. If you don't love donuts, there's there's something wrong with you. If you have a medical condition and you can't eat donuts, I'm going to give you a pass. But if you don't love donuts of all kinds, I, I mean, there's something wrong. Actually, you don't have to love donuts, but I do. And if you love donuts, there's a great place on Route 1 in Kittery. It's called Love Bird Donuts. If you've ever been in there, it's a really well laid out, cute little place. And their donuts are fantastic. And after I had one, I found out that they're vegan. Who knew? Absolutely spectacular. It's owned by Tamara Monroe and Ryan McDougall. And we have Tamara Monroe with us. Tamara, welcome to Cooking Something Good. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Hey, lots of people, myself included, we hear these success stories about people who wake up one morning and out of the blue, they say, cheapers, I've never made toast without burning it, but I, I really like strawberry jam. So just like the couple I saw last night on Shark Tank who got an awesome deal with two of the sharks, I'm going to start a strawberry jam business. I won't really have to work that hard. I'll just travel around opening new stores all around the country and yeah, this is going to be great. We both know it does not work like that. You and Ryan were working in the big girl and the big boy world before you started Lovebirds, but your transition to the donut world, it wasn't two blind sheep walking into Coyote Den. You had experience. Talk about your backgrounds and about your lifelong passion for food. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, I wouldn't say it's entirely different than that, um, but <laughs> we did have jobs in uh, different sectors in Boston. Um, Ryan has been in finance for most of his career, and I've uh, had various marketing roles across different industries. And he felt that we had developed some really great skills in those roles to take uh, our own path and create a business of our own. Ryan has been a lifelong, uh, well, lifelong, you know, over 21 beer brewer and uh, very into fermentation. And that sort of parlayed into an interest in baking. So 
he had many years of developing his own recipes for various breads and products like that. And then we sort of just had the idea one day that we really wanted to start making donuts. And it was sort of a very organic process in how it developed. But between the interest in starting our own business and our interest in food and our interest in fermentation and baking, it just sort of naturally evolved into, hey, let's you know, move back to Maine where we were from and open a donut shop. So that's how that happened. It's fantastic. And, uh, I, you can see your business experience on a lot of levels just walking in the store. I said in, in my opening uh, delivery that the layout was really cute. It's really well laid out, and the donuts are really, really good. So congratulations on that. Well, thank you. And it's true. I have this terrible habit. If it's not true, I don't say it. And unfortunately, I have a habit of saying too many times when I should keep my mouth shut about places. But this place, is it's really nice. Uh, Yeast-raised donuts. Would you talk to the gastromaniacs listening in on cooking something good, the difference between yeast rays and traditional donuts? Yeah, so here in New England, there is a big penchant for cake donuts, these dense, hand-rolled, cake-style donuts, and that's what we always grew up on. That's what our grandparents ate, and that's what we were raised on, and that's what people really, really love in this area. And we knew that there were yeast-raised donuts, but we didn't realize that in other places, and the majority of other places, that yeast-raised is what people think of when they think of donuts. So, you know, obviously with a background in fermentation and that interest, we started developing our own yeast-raised donuts. And that became our passion because, you know, you can affect everything in your dough with the chemistry of how you ferment, the yeast you use, how long it proofs for. You know, there's just a lot of science to it, so it gets very, very exciting. And so that just sort of became our baby. When we opened the shop, we definitely knew that we were going to have yeast donuts because, you know, that was where all the fun was at for us. But we also knew that we really wanted to offer cake donuts because that is such a staple in this area. And so being able to actually offer both has been a really wonderful thing for us because we have people who are very firmly in camp yeast or very firmly in camp cake. So it's been kind of fun to to have the two different groups. And to uh, all you listening, I have been there, as I've mentioned. I had a yeast donut and it's lighter but the taste, the, the toppings, mm-hmm. the frostings has still had that nice flavoring. So if you're wondering and if you're up in that area, I recommend very strongly you go in and give that a shot. Uh, the yeast donuts, not that I have anything against the uh, the <laughs> traditional cake donuts, but the, the flavoring yep. was really good too. So it was really nice. There's a line on your website, which I really liked. It said, our donuts are the culinary embodiment of comfort, fun, and nostalgia. I, I thought that was. I, I thought it was like your like your layout of your store. I thought it was cute. I, I really liked it. Um, from a comfort aspect, it's clear donuts are comforting. I've never seen anybody crying while eating a donut. Uh, <laughs> where, where does the the fun and the nostalgia come in? Yeah, well, thank you for saying all that because that's definitely you know the feel that we were going for when we created the store itself. But our donuts, you know, you can't you can't take donuts too seriously. We actually have a slogan that we use um, or a motto in in the shop itself when things aren't going right or you're just having that kind of day. We go, it's just donuts. It's just donuts, you know, because donuts 
are a fun food. They're a comfort food. You you eat them to feel better. You eat them to remember good times. I know that growing up, my aunt and uncle would come over every Sunday and they would bring a box of donuts. So for me, that was a big part of my childhood. It was something to look forward to. It meant togetherness. It meant, um, you know, I got to play with my cousins. We got to pick out our favorite flavors. So we really wanted to capture that for our guests as well. So from the moment you walk in the door, you know, you're excited, you can smell the good things cooking, you know, you've got cinnamon in the air and just whatever the flavors of the day are, you know, right there it captures you and it, it just sort of creates this like whimsical, fun, comforting experience. And then when you bite into the donuts, we really want to convey that same feeling. We've actually had a lot of guests who are older and they come in and they say, oh my goodness, I haven't had something that tastes like this since my grandmother made it, you know, however many years ago. So they said, I just haven't had any food like this since I was little and you just whisked me back to that time. And I think that's the coolest compliment because it means that all of the effort that we put into making things from scratch and all of the effort that we put into finding traditional recipes and modifying them for a more modern guest base, it's all worth it because it really is capturing that nostalgia for people. Hey, I got to tell you, that's a great answer. Uh, and to my listeners out there who think I may be gushing a little bit, if you're up in that area, that answer embodies the place itself. You're going to want to go in there. It's on Route 1. It's past the Kittery Trading Post on the right hand. What's the address? Uh, 450 Route 1. 450 just Route north 1. north of the outlet. It's just a cool place. And you get that same kind of vibe that you got from the answer you just gave. So I really appreciate that. Before I let Thanks. you go, uh, we're going to do the giveaway question. We're going to give away a $20 gift certificate to Lovebirds Donuts in Kittery, Maine. Today's question the Guinness World Record for Donut Eating is held by John Height, I believe it's pronounced. How many donuts did he consume in just over six minutes? And if you want to try to break it, the place to go is Lovebirds. How many donuts did John Height eat in just over six minutes to break the World Donut Eating Contest? Be the first person to leave the answer at this number, 732-336-1040, 732 336-1040. Tamara Monroe, thank you so much for being with us and thank you for what you do up there. It's fantastic. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. Oh, it's been a blast. We're going to take a break. We're going to pay some bills because if you don't pay bills, people won't turn the lights on. It's just part of how this game is played. When we come back, we're going to give away some more gift certificates. It's the foodie know-it-all question of the day. Stick around for just two minutes. We'll be right back. A gastromaniac, Jack H. from Hollis, New Hampshire, wrote in and he wants to know if I really use Manny's olive oil. I do. It comes from Crete. The Greeks make some of the best olive oil in the world. It is very well priced. We have it at cookingsomethinggood.com. It's not terribly expensive. The price you see there is including shipping, so there's no additional shipping. It's harvested by hand. There are no chemicals. It's really a great olive oil. Manny's olive oil. I use it, and that's why I sell it, because if I didn't use it, I would not sell it on this site. Give it a try. Manny's olive oil from Crete with love.
It's time for the foodie know-it-all question of the day. Another chance for you to win another $10 gift certificate to a groat, groat? No, to a great local restaurant. A groat. A groat is a great goat. A groat. A great. A chance for you to win a certificate to a great restaurant. To air is human. To eat is divine and you are what you eat or so they say which fruit resembles 60 percent of human dna today's foodie know-it-all question which fruit resembles 60 percent of human dna if you know the answer and if you are the first person to call us and leave a message at seven three two three three six ten forty seven three two three three six ten forty if you're the first you win which fruit resembles 60 percent of human dna it is the foodie know-it-all question of the day hey my friends i want to take a moment and talk to you about cooking something good.com cooking something good.com is a website and it's a great website if you need something that's food related whether it's equipment, specialty foods, gift certificates to great local restaurants, cookingsomethinggood.com. And right now at cookingsomethinggood.com, we've got a really great thing going on. It's called the Cooking Something Good My Recipe Book. It usually goes for $19.99. We're selling it for $9.99 right now. It's a recipe book that's blank on the inside. It's got just blank lines that you can pass around to family and friends, grandparents, great-grandparents, aunts, uncles, people in your family who have great recipes that you want to keep forever. And when you buy one of these cookbooks for just $9.99, every dollar is donated to the Nashua Soup Kitchen and Shelter. It's a great organization. They help feed people who are in need, desperate need of food. Food insecurity is a huge problem in our country, and we are so lucky to have this organization right here in our area. So go to cookingsomethinggood.com for all your needs and get yourself one of these recipe books and help out a great cause. Cookingsomethinggood.com. A boy, this half hour always seems to go so fast. Just like that, another Cooking Something Good show has come. Another show has gone by, and it's time to say goodbye. All week we're talking about diners and donuts. Special thanks to our guests today. We had Jim McNeil from the Maine Diner in Wells, Maine, Tamara Monroe from Lovebirds Donuts in Kittery, Maine. Tomorrow we're looking forward to talking to Tom Marshall from the Tilton Diner and Jen Adams from Atkins Farms in Amherst, Massachusetts. It is the birthplace of the all-important apple cider donut you're not going to want to miss it it's going to be a great show we also have as always the sharila deal of the day and the foodie know-it-all daily quiz as well as your dear dave questions lots of chances to win prizes lots of chances to listen and talk and learn about food it's going to be fun we will see you tomorrow on cookingsomethinggood.com have a great day thanks Thank you.